bird life is about taking to the skies, but it's also about finding a place to nest, rest, and make more birds. But where do you nest when a tree branch is just too uncomfortable for you to sit on for long periods of time? Such is the challenge for a certain kind of swift, a bird that lives life in the air until they find a nice safe place to glue their nests to the side of a flat surface. But sometimes you have to compete with humans for the best places to make your home in life, death, and taxonomy. Welcome back to Life, Death, and Taxonomy. It's your 30 minutes of interesting animal information. I'm Joe. And I'm Carlos. Thank you to Cassie for the creation of our theme song. To hear more of Cassie's music, please search Cassie and Michelle on YouTube or Spotify. And thank you to Johanna for the creation of this week's artwork. To check that out, you can follow us on Facebook or Twitter at LD Taxonomy or visit us at our home on the web at LDTaxonomy.com. And a very special thank you to our patrons, to Tristan Taylor, Jesse Raspolich, Carol Raspolich, and Paul Chomo. Thank you so much. Your support is greatly appreciated. Thanks for helping us keep the lights on. And today we're talking about a bird that wears a t-shirt and stays on the bleachers. Bleachers. But more on that later. <laughs> I was um, trying to make those rhyme, but they don't when you put them that close together. I, 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 I was talking to Bibby about this um, earlier today, and I came up with a very raunchy joke for this. And I'm like, nope, we're not going to do it. <laughs> And now everyone is screaming to know what it is. <laughs> <laughs> nope, you're just gonna have to. It's the same song, though. Um. Anyway, we're, we're talking about the chimney swift. <laughs> uh, Mary Poppins has forever ruined my ability to spell chimney, which I yeah. learned while writing the notes for this. I was like, I kept wanting to put the e on the other side of the n because it's chim chimney. <laughs> My like third grade teacher told us that when she was in this in the spelling bee when she was in third grade, she lost because of the word chimney. Oh goodness. And from then on I realized it's unspellable. <laughs> it is the unspellable word. But yeah. for me it's the same thing with specialty. Thanks to Obi-Wan, I can't spell it. Because he says Sith Lords are our speciality. Like, no, that's not how <laughs> it's, that's not how that word is pronounced at all, Obi-Wan. <laughs> Um, that's that's like aluminium. Like, nope, yeah. you are. You have put some letters in there. <laughs> but they really have put some letters into aluminium. Is there extra letters in speciality? Do do they actually spell aluminium like that? Yeah. Like, there's an I at the end. I I U M. Yes. I did not know that. I thought it was just an incorrect, or like a, just a weird quirk. Across the just, pond. Just them being delightfully wrong. <laughs> Which is, yeah. Sure. Um, Alright, yeah, that makes sense. I don't know if they spell speciality like that. Um, so, uh, special? <laughs> is that how special it is? Anyway, we're talking about the Chimney Swift. Uh, otherwise known as Dick Van Shrike. <laughs> nice. Uh, and one flew over the chimney's ah. nest. Ah, I'm going to have to cut out my first ah, because there was more joke to be heard. Yeah, you thought I was just going to like let that do a soft landing, but there was a little bit of an updraft at, at the end of that joke. Um, <laughs> updraft. 
So, <laughs> you want to taxonomize this? Sure. You want me to? Sure. Um, all right. It's in a kingdom. You know it. You love it. You're in it. You got to have it. Uh, it's the kingdom Animalia. Like like all of the animals we do are mm-hmm. in the kingdom Animalia. Phylum is Chordata. Not all of the animals we do are in the phylum Chordata. The class is Aves because it's a bird. Aves is for bird. Um, uh, the order is Apodiformes, which sounds to me like footless. And looking at the etymology, that's exactly what it means. <laughs> which is odd because these, I, I, I can 100% guarantee that these birds have feet. There's something about that. I don't know if you're going to talk about it, but I, I was think not it planning applies that. to like hummingbirds, which are also in apodiformes. It's, it's like an odd characteristic with uh, the the this the scales on their on their feet um but they do have small legs but they are not footless <laughs> they don't kick off their sunday shoes oh um but yes the family is apodidae which also sounds like footless <laughs> um the the genus is i want to say katura mm-hmm. maybe maybe chatura not sure. Um, the species is pel- pelagica, pelagica. So it's either Ketura pel- pelagica or Ketura pelagica. Have you heard the story of Ketura pelagica the wise? Uh, it, no, I haven't. Okay. Though, do you know the story? <laughs> Yeah, he. It's been told that he found a way to uh, defeat. Jimmy. It was told that he. It was, and he did it without feet. Yeah, he was footless. Um, <laughs> he was a footless chimney sweep. Are you understanding the reference? No. Oh, it's from uh, Star Wars. Darth Pelagius. Oh, Darth the Pelagius the Wise. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Sorry, that went right over my head, and it definitely <laughs> shouldn't have. Um. <clears throat> Uh, all right, yeah. So, uh, Ketura Pelagica. And since we're in the business of naming Sith Lords, it's time for my favorite part of the show, Critter Groups. The part of the show where I ask you, Joe, a question, and the question is the same every time. What is the name of a group of this animal? What is the term of venery? Or what is the collective noun? We're doing a, a bird. Hooray. Because birds... If, if there's one thing in the schoolyard brawl that is... Um, different and uh, different um, animal enthusiasts or scientists um, with, you know, with the ichthyologists and the ornithologists and the uh, um, what's the what's the bug one entomologist yeah yeah um, it's that the ornithologists have done a good job with their uh, terms of venery they have a term of venery for most uh, classes, mo- most um, uh, general groups of birds, and this is no different. Swifts have their own collective noun. So, if you saw a group of swifts, would you say that's a a spear of swifts, b a dackle of swifts, 
C, a box of Swifts, or D, a strike of Swifts? I'm going to go with box. No, box is like something you could actually hold things in. Strike is good. Strike, final answer. And incorrect. Is it the a answer box? is box. Yeah. Because they look like cigars. <laughs> I guess they do. Yeah, that's, that's this particular, the chimney swift is a cigar with wings. Yeah, or like a flight. slug. Cigar is pretty good. <clears throat> but yes, it's a bo- it's a box of cigars. Um, <laughs> so yeah, if you see a bunch of Swifts, you can impress your bird watching friends with your knowledge that's, of the term of venery. That's a strange term of venery. Usually, they are not vessels in which a group can be held. In fact, if you are able, if you see a bird flying and you correctly identify it as a swift, that alone will impress your bird watching friends, let alone the fact that you know the term of venery. So, look, it's a box of swifts. Because they had a hard time identifying identifying this particular bird um, back in the in the mid 18th century when they were first classifying them. I don't blame them. They there's a reason. Yep. There's probably a reason. So let's talk about what this looks like. Um, th- so these are like, these are like long, long finch boys. <laughs> mm-hmm. They they have uh, the that that f- I think it's a finch at the end of Bug's Life. Like they kind of have that that face, very short, um, sharp beak. Um, they're they have like this bullet shaped body or cigar shaped. Um, it's very like a torpedo, smooth, one single just mass. Um, it's got these really cool, really unique um, stealth bomber wings. They're 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 very uh, very long, and they curve downward, kind of giving it this boomerang look. This I mean, it almost looks exactly like a battering, in fact, because it's got the the body of the the bird in the middle. Um, so yeah, this is definitely something Batman is just, is just chucking at his, at his foes. Um, the, as far as coloration, it has counter shading like a lot of birds do. So it has, um, brown gray feathers on its back, um, with a lighter, a lighter gray, um, on its belly and throat. So it's more difficult to see looking up and more difficult to see looking down. Um, so... This is like, a, is is this a big cigar? Oh, wait, wait. Hey, we were just talking about Fraser earlier. This is the Le Cigar Volant, which literally means the flying cigar. And what the does cigar that do volant. With that's, that's the restaurant they always go to. Oh. That's their. That's you know, every 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 uh, sitcom has to have like the main living area and then like the restaurant that the characters all go to. It's that cafe at the bottom of Friends, uh, underneath where uh, the, the Rachel's apartment or whatever. It's it's the fancy restaurant that the um, the Crane boys like to go to, and it's called the Flying Cigar. <laughs> nice. I love Frasier. I should have known that. Yeah, you should have. Anyway, um, yeah, but yeah, let's talk about its size. 
Welcome to the Blood Measure Up segment, the official listener favorite part of the show, the part of the show where we present the animal size and dimensions in relatable terms through a quiz that's fun for the whole family. It's also part of the show that's introduced by you when you send an audio for self saying sing your chittering. The words measure up into ldtaxonomy.com. Uh, ldtaxonomy at gmail.com. We don't have a new measure up intro this week, but we're going to go back into the archives and revisit our greatest hits. I don't think we've revisited this one yet. Okay, ready? Mm-hmm. Without further ado. The listener's favorite part of the show. What are the classifications of living things? Ready? Domain, kingdom, phylum, class, order, family, genus, species. Measure up! <laughs> Topical. <laughs> that is topical is that joy's class that's joy's class classical conversations every classical conversation definitely needs to have a buzz light your toy and they definitely need to all every single one of them across the country send us measure ups all the classical conversation classes yeah please thank you once again to joy for uh a stellar (laughs) measure up (laughs) <laughs> goodness all the, <laughs> all the references all the so puns let's, let's talk about length They're between 12 to 15 centimeters or 4.7 to 5.9 inches how many chimney swifts go into the tallest chimney in the world you know i had to do it glad i didn't look that up here's a hint the tallest chimney is at gres2 power station in kazakhstan it's a coal-burning plant that was built by the Soviet Union in 1982, and today half of it is owned by Inter R-A-O-U-E-S, the Russian energy company. And I say the Russian energy company because it is the monopoly on Russian electricity imports and exports. I guess they monopolize. Um because there's because Russia is really known for their hypercapitalism. Um, yeah, that's what that is. It's not actually just the government. <laughs> <laughs> um, then it like barely even counts as a monopoly. It's just a the, the government. But technically, in the communism or in socialism, the government is a monopoly on everything. Yeah, especially violence. Um, yeah, I guess I didn't think of... I was, like, thinking of house... Hunters? Chimneys. But yeah, I guess the biggest chimneys chimney. would be, like, these huge coal-burning plants. Yeah, I don't think birds would want to nest in these. Does a nuclear power plant count as a chimney? Does big steam? Probably not. I probably don't know. smoke needs to come out of there. But they're probably based. also not as tall. So this must be very tall, because those... those, those uh, Nuclear plants are really big. Um, I'm going to go with seven hundred feet. Okay. That is a that is a that is a tall building, but not quite like absolute skyscraper. No, I'm going to go with five hundred feet. That's about middle of the road. Like I think what the Empire State Building is a little over a thousand feet. Um, 
So five five hundred feet. The answer is a thousand. I'm gonna say a thousand. Chimney Swift's final answer. Yeah. The correct answer is two thousand eight hundred oh. Chimney Swifts. Oh, it would have been so much closer if I went with the. I wouldn't have been. I still wouldn't have been right. Uh, in in within. I wouldn't. I wouldn't have gotten a nursing school. Yeah. Uh, pass. The <clears throat> chimney is one thousand three hundred and seventy-seven feet, or four hundred nineteen meters. Taller than the Empire State Building. That is taller than the Empire State Building. Goodness gracious. Yeah, long cylinders with a wide base. Turns out you can make them really tall. Real tall. Especially <laughs> when you don't have to put anybody in them. Yeah. They don't have to like have offices and and bathrooms and stuff. It can just be one solid structure. <clears throat> so let's talk weight. There's between 17 and 30 grams. That is obviously because an ounce is ginormous. That is 0.6 to 1.06 ounces. Seems like 30 grams is about an ounce. So, how many chimney swifts go into the weight of people that attended the highest grossing world tour by a musician in 2015? Bonus points if you guess who it is. Is it Dave Matthews Band? 2015? I don't know. I've never heard a Dave. I've heard one Ma Dave Matthews Band song once. I feel like their but their peak was earlier. It wasn't okay. Twenty fifteen. Imagine Dragons. No. no, good guess. That was earlier. See, like I really dropped off the music map, <laughs> map around that time. You have my, certainly my heyday, heard of this. My heyday was like two thousand eight to two thousand twelve. Like that was that was where all of the. Those were my formative music years. One more guess. It's a single person. Ed Sheeran. No, no, Incorrect. no. Incorrect. No, no. Darn no. it. <laughs> Here's a hint. Kenny Chesney. Brad Paisley. <laughs> Kenny Chesney. Uh, the tour was Taylor Swift's 1989 World Tour. How could I not have thought of that? I'm an idiot. <laughs> it, it grossed 20... $250 million. Uh, and the average weight of an American in this analogy is 185.3 pounds. That's the that's the average weight of an American man and an American woman averaged together. I guess I also didn't think of Taylor Swift being at the height of her power in 2015 <laughs> either. Again, that's another like 2010 one. No, I 1989 was like one of like her, her. It wasn't. It was after her breakout album, so yeah, pretty high, pretty close to the height of her power. I th I think yeah. I, I feel like she was winning like nonstop awards in like 2009, 2010. Yeah, and then once that um. I think it's the Trouble and Shake It Off songs came out that were on the radio. Mm -hmm. That was kind of like, I guess, to like from my perspective, it seemed like downhill because she was going, moving further away from like the more rock, country, like organic sound to the more pop sound. 
but yeah. I guess that that means money for for artists. Yeah. Um. So to me, it was like, oh, going like this. This no longer sounds even close to something that I I might potentially listen to. Um. But that's clearly not what P- to 2015 masses thought. Mm-hmm. So okay, the total mass of people, 180 pounds per person. Um. 185.3. I'll put it. Okay, I'll put the point three times. Um, I don't. I can never remember how many people go into like the giant stadium. That's kind of like what. That's my go-to for like large gr- Florida groups. Florida Atlantic people. University holds thirty thousand people. Okay, so it's got to be more than that. Maybe it's 80. the 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 stadium, not the college. I'm gonna go with eighty thousand. It seems like a lot of people at a venue. So that's four, 14.8 million pounds. Um, div- divided by, or actually we can figure out how many ounces go into that. 16 ounces a pound. Uh, so I'm going to say the answer is 237 million. The correct answer is 6.3 billion and it's a lot of change. <laughs> What was my guess? Two hundred thirty-seven million. So yeah, yeah. So not not close. Yeah, the the Taylor Swift's nineteen eighty-nine world tour included. I I'm I'm assuming several stops in several stadiums, uh, totaling to the totaling, uh, two hundred or two million two hundred and seventy-eight thousand fans. Yeah, I was just picturing one place. 400 billion 400 million pounds yeah world tour 400 million pounds of chimney swifts <laughs> no that's for yeah yeah i guess it is 400 million pounds of chimney swifts if there were only that many they're vulnerable yeah there aren't billions of chimney swifts well, do you have any other interesting facts besides that the fact besides the fact that there aren't billions of them? Well, I I wanted to also put in I should have done this at the beginning, but we got two new reviews. Oh yeah. Um, I wanted to I wanted to to shout them out because we haven't gotten a new review in over a year. Um, so if you would like to really help out the show, you could just go on Pocket Cast or iTunes or Overcast you can't go on or whatever. Podcast. They don't There's do reviews. No reviewing, yeah. Okay, then I t- then go on uh, Overcast or or uh, iTunes and um, or Apple Podcasts and just leave us leave us a nice five star review if you're feeling so inclined. We, it really, really helps the show. Helps us get uh, discovered. If you found us on Pocket Casts, uh, it's because people are you know really rating the show high. Um, so um, thank you to yes. everyone who has written a review. And thank you to these two people who wrote reviews in the last uh, week or so. American at Heart. Um, and five. Oh, yeah. Kissy five, faces. Five, ki- five kissy faces, one of which is blushing. Yeah. Um, and that person said uh, they love the cockroach episode. Please do the one. Please do one on bear cats. And uh, I'm happy to tell you that we have done one on bear cats. Um they have another name though. 
They're they're bint binturong. Binturong. Search for the term binturong on ldtaxonomy.com. Yeah, yeah so, it's an earlier episode for sure. Yeah. Um, Maybe we should. It, it's actually episode seven. It is episode seven. Should we redo the Humboldt squid that everybody seems to be listening <laughs> to? Um, Humboldt squid revisited. Um, reviews. The best part about reviews and the most valuable part about reviews is hearing from listeners. That's the best mm-hmm. part. Um, because at this point, there's Spotify that doesn't do reviews. There's um, there's YouTube, which I guess has reviews. Um, and there's like stuff like Pocket Cast and these other ones that don't do reviews. And they're like more than iTunes now. So, But if you're listening on iTunes, I mean, I'd, we'd love to hear from you. Yeah, I I I use I, I Apple Podcasts for my podcasts. So I, I'm actually on uh, Pocket Casts now. Really? Yeah. Maybe it's better because it's, it's uh, Apple Podcasts doesn't have the greatest uh, interface sometimes. But uh, thank you so much to American at Heart and f- four kissy faces and a blush for <laughs> your review. <laughs> That sounds like a movie. There's like men who stare at goats, 12 monkeys, and then four kissy faces and his blush. Yeah. Um, but yes, just wanted to call that out. Figure this was a good time. But yes, let's let's go into some fast facts. Also, the Bintrong is, is episode seven. So check that out. Um, that's the bear cat. It smells like popcorn. Fi- find out why. Yeah. <laughs> um, so the uh, chimney swift lives in... Uh, it breeds in eastern North America, um, and then it winters in northwestern South America. So, um, basically, like everything uh, east of the Missis- east of the Mississippi is where it does its breeding during the um, the the summers, um, and then over the winter, it spends its time in Peru, Colombia, um, and like very very western brazil a little bit of venezuela so um it's definitely a migratory bird um and pretty much just like they 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 just eat insects that's their that's their favorite food um they like flies ants wasps bees uh they kind of have that that particular beak that's just great for insectivores um and we're already pretty far in the, the episode, so I'll just end the fast facts with the uh, they they live for about five years in the wild, so they're not like macaws that live for eighty something years, um, but uh, it's still a respectable life lifespan for for a small animal. Mm-hmm. And uh, so so Joe, do we have anything? Is there, is there anything per- peculiar about something called the chimney swift, the chimney swift? There sure are. Chim chim chiru. Where there's hardly no day. Okay. No hardly no night. <laughs> so the major fact I'm calling they flew into a flu. Um the tick there's a there's a TikTok. I I learned about this via TikTok. So the TikTok account Home and Mom Life posted a video in which a woman is recording a house from outside and she's she sees thousands of something flying around a chimney like it's a horror movie so i'm going to play a little audio from that 
A whole box of them. Oh my god. I thought that these were birds, but there's hundreds of bats. Thousands of bats swarming in one circle above this house. This is not a good omen. So, hundreds. Yeah. So she eventually chimney. sees <laughs> all of them just pour into this chimney. Um, dive straight down into it. She thinks she thinks they're bats. But in follow-ups, she said she spoke to the homeowners and found out they weren't bats. They were chimney swifts. Little birds. Little cigars with wings. Um, and weirdly enough, the homeowners were completely unfazed. And they said it happened every year. But it's not always sunshine and rainbows for homeowners that experience this chimney phenomenon. Uh, And those that forget to keep their dampers closed experience a minor catastrophe. And I have another video for us to listen to. Um, Yeah, I can't imagine that having like hundreds of (laughs) of birds like basically in your house is a good is good. That's an Alfred Hitchcock situation, if I've ever seen one. So, or pandemic. I had to look up some chimney anatomy. We are Floridians. I know nothing of chimneys, Um, because we we need not fire. We need only air conditioning. (laughs) We Um, need not fire. (laughs) uh, So there's something called a damper. There's the thing at the top that closes the flue. So that's like if you want. You can keep the chim- the anything out of your chimney by closing that. But then there's something closer to the bottom called the damper. And you can, like, close it all the way or you can, like, open it minorly to, like, control the airflow. Um, so you can close the damper and then not have things that – you can have things in your chimney without having things in your house. But people sometimes don't close those during the season of giving – uh, for for chimney swifts, but so here's a video from Inside Edition. Hundreds of birds swarm a house. Then they do something amazing. They fly right into the chimney. It's an invasion. This fireplace is where the birds made entry into the home. They flew in by the hundreds and left a wave of chaos and destruction. Look there, they're lining the windowsill with wings furiously flapping. They also attach themselves to the ceiling. So, like, if you, if you're just listening, uh, <laughs> literally, the, this house is covered with birds on the inside, and they're like clinging to the ceilings and the walls. Ugh. And like later on in this video, which you can click on at ldtaxonomy.com, click on a link to it. the The homeowner is literally just scooping birds into a box and tossing them out of his house. A box, a box of chimney swifts into a box. <laughs> Put that box in another box. It's a it's essentially Russian nesting dolls of chimney swifts. <laughs> so anyway, chimney That's, swifts like uh, horrifying. They like to nest in enclosed spaces. Um, but they are so named because they love to nest in chimneys. And you might be asking where did they nest before there were chimneys? Uh, before people started uh, building chim chimmins, I wrote in North America, the birds would nest in hollow trees. Yeah, I was gonna say, um, like we've had chimneys as long as there's been civilization, but yeah, maybe not in North America as much. No, 
Um, but now they almost always and exclusively nest in man-made structures. Because if you look at these videos, there's thousands of them. Hundreds even. Hundreds? <laughs> Not just hundreds. 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 Um, so, like, there can't be that many hollowed-out trees. Uh, but can there for, be that many, um, I guess, abandoned houses? Or there houses can be that many the- chimneys and, like, structures, sure. Um, if there uh, aren't any enclosed options, they have a lot of trouble because they literally can't nest in trees, like, in the typical fashion. Um, really? Yeah, on, because they can't perch on branches. They don't have a backward-facing toe. They're, they have no feet. They're footless. They're, 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 they have feet, but they're they're just feet, their feet are different than other birds. Um, so they can't perch on branches. They, but they're really good for clinging to the sides of walls. So like they, all of their feet, toes face forward. So like when they're, they have maximum grip against gravity when they're on a tree, but also they have little spines on their tail feathers that they can also use to anchor themselves to trees. So that's hmm. interesting. So when the flues are closed, they may nest in abandoned buildings, wells, and cisterns. They may also nest in buildings that are in use um, if they're left alone. So like large warehouses or garages or open air um, like overhangs, they'll, they'll nest in, even if there's people around. So once they find a nice dark space of some kind, the swift swifts will build their nests and nests are made out almost entirely out of sticks and they don't land to get them <laughs> because they have weird feet. They, they fly most of the time, including when they're eating bugs, like you mentioned, but also they pluck twigs off of trees in mid flight. They're always on the wing drive, drive bys fly by. D&D 5e. Flyby is great to have. Um, these tiny little log cabins that they make are held together by, guess what? Spit. Yeah, that's it. Oh, The bird's nice. saliva. So when it's breeding time, their salivary glands will expand to twice their original size. So they are they are adapted to spit. Because they need to do it. To they make need to their do it. <laughs> little Lincoln lot. logs. Um, so eggs take about three weeks to hatch and it will take another month before hatchlings are ready to leave the nest. So if you hear a thousand birds in your chimney, it may be a while before they leave like a month and a half or more. Unless Unless you you light a fire. (laughs) 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 I was going to say there's, I feel like, I feel like there's a way where there's a chimney is uniquely suited for getting things out of there where there's a will. There's a way. And there may not be a will in this regard. I can't imagine they keep it very clean. I don't think, I think they do the opposite of what a chimney sweep would do. Thousand birds in your chimney. Close the making, all making nests. Keep them in. (laughs) Be a man. (laughs) Kill them all. (laughs) Like goodness. Close the flu, light a fire. (laughs) Then you're smoking yourself out. Yeah. Well, oh no! Wait, the damp. No, you have to close the damper. Yeah. To smoke you to yourself the, out. Yeah. If you close the flue at the top, I'm sure you will. You will smoke yourself out again. 
Well, most chimneys these days have like a grate over the top so that yeah. you know, smoke can get out, but nothing can get in. So we've learned, uh, us humans, we're clever. Yeah, a chimney in the summertime is a great place to be if you're a small animal, I guess. Yeah, it's also a great place to get stuck. But that's pretty crazy how they can cling to ceilings. Like they're that good. Because of the hooks in their their tail feathers. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. And their feet, yeah. Well, they um, they were initially classified as a swallow. But they don't really have a swallow tail. But although they're, they're, those two little like pinpricks are are visible in flight, um, they don't have that like uh, that characteristic long forked swallow tail. But if they did, they would really look like swallows. But so most birds. All right, yeah, that was the Chim Chimney Swift. Mm-hmm. For you out there in Podcastia, spend the winter in South America, cling to the walls of your favorite flu, and come back to us like a living boomerang, like the chimney swift here in life, death, and taxonomy. Hey Taxonomy Titans, I just want to remind you that we now have a Patreon. Patrons can see full video episodes and get shoutouts on the show. But ultimately, it's a way for you to help us cover some costs and get even better. Still, reviews are the best way to help us grow. So if you haven't left one yet, we'd really love to hear from you. As always, thanks for listening and engaging. podcast <laughs> that was nice I called it's like close throw me away keep coming back like a boomerang <laughs> come on back now you hear like <laughs> come on get come That's on folksy <laughs>